Welcome back to the countdown and seeing Farmer to finish off the week. It's a Friday. I stayed up late last night. Uh, I listened to um, two rap projects, Migos Culture 3 and Polo G's Hall of Fame. Both very quality, quality projects. I'm glad I stayed up to listen to them. I am tired, though, to say the least. Um, however, it is a gloomy day outside. We haven't had the best weather here where I live, but... You gotta be thankful for what the Lord gives you, and we've had some decent weather here and there, especially this, especially at the beginning of the week. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Thank you for listening in, and without further ado, let's get started. The Bucks get a big win over the Nets yesterday. In my opinion, Chris Middleton had the best game of his career. He had 35 points and 15 rebounds. Giannis also added 33 points and 14 rebounds. Um, the Bucks got a much-needed win, and they proved they can win in uh, tough pressure situations. You know, if they lose that game, the series is pretty much over, and um, they definitely, uh, definitely did that. Uh, they won 86-83, a very low-scoring game, but that's a good thing because that means the Bucks stepped up on defense. Um, the Bucks prevail at home, which isn't a bad thing, but they do it so much better than they do when they're away. And that can definitely be a problem, especially when you're the three seed. And unless the Hawks would, would somehow beat the 76ers, you're not going to have home court advantage, even if you win this series against the Nets. Uh, Durant had 30 points and 11 rebounds. He had a, a, another good game. You know, arguably the best player right now in the, in the league. Um, um, I don't know why um, Durant get, didn't get the... Um, shot on the last play of the game, but um, nevertheless, he had a good game. It was a close game, and that's something the NBA needed. Um, if you haven't watched yesterday's episode, go watch that. I talked about how blowouts are bad for NBA ratings, and um, it was something the NBA needed. I think last night was the arguably the best night for uh, NBA playoff basketball this season and this year's postseason. Um, Two close games, one decided by three, one decided by six. Um, definitely something the NBA needed. But yeah, Bucks get a big win over the Nets, and game four is Sunday at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We move on to the night game, the Clippers and Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. 37 points. Um, Jazz are the, just the team that everybody loves. They're the team that everybody loves. Their fans love them on home court. There's nothing to hate about them. They don't trash talk. Donovan Mitchell just does his thing. Um, Rudy Gobert is like a lovable bear, you know. Um, but he's also a great defensive presence. A great defensive presence who had 20 rebounds last night. Against the Clippers who have a, um, some pretty decent size on that team. Reggie Jackson shined with 29 points. Um, Paul George had 27 points and 10 rebounds. Kawhi only had 21. He struggled last night. He struggled last night. Um, definitely struggled last night. There's a comparison that I love. Their games don't complement each other. There's nothing about them that's similar besides the fact that they're young, and that's Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. I, th- I think it's a toss-up with who's going to be better, who has the more potential. I think it's a true toss-up. Um, 
I just wanted to throw I just wanted to throw that out there. That's a great comparison in my opinion. Um, Clippers and Jazz game three is um, eight thirty uh, Saturday at eight thirty Eastern Standard Time. Literally nothing to talk about over over on this topic, but the NBA schedule season, um, they plan to start in October. Um, things are getting back to normal. Um, I want to salute everybody who got through this whole COVID thing. Although it's still here, you know, we got the vaccine and uh, all this stuff, and I'm not going to get into that. But um, um, human, mankind proved this uh, last coming year that we truly can get through anything no matter what and I know we had some controversy around the country but the fact of the matter is is that we stayed together through this whole COVID thing and um, we came through and yeah the NBA season plans to start in October and the world is finally getting back to normalcy College sports, something I haven't got into yet, but something that I very much love and I'm very entertained by is college sports. Um, there's a big talk right now about college football needing a 12-team playoff, and in my opinion, that is a great idea. Let's say that you played on a, on a team like Auburn, and you were the fifth or sixth best team in the country. You work your butt off all year long go almost undefeated you win a, you lose a game or two you play Alabama in the Iron Bowl you got Georgia um maybe like a Texas A&M or LSU you you lose a couple games and all that is just for a bowl game it's not a championship you didn't make the playoffs that's nothing how would you feel just tell me how would you feel you wouldn't like that too well. College football needs a 12-team playoff, people. They would get higher ratings. It adds fairness for other teams. And, hey, um, fans, hey, you fans out there um, who hate seeing Alabama and Clemson win it every year, uh, this is the only way to change that. I'm not saying it will change every single year, but we will more than likely have some different champions, some different teams come out on top. Um. So yeah, whether that I think I think it will happen this season. Whether it will happen, more to come on that. Next week, more than likely. Staying over here on the college sports side, Marcus Sasser returns to Houston next season. He averaged thirteen point seven points per game last season. Um, he's definitely a big um return. For the Cougars, um, Quentin Grimes, I don't think he's coming back. Led him to the Final Four last season. I don't think he's coming back. Houston is not going anywhere. They have an amazing coach. Um, Houston Houston, just one of those teams. They're going to be around. Um, they may not always make it to the Final Four. They may lose in the Sweet 16 at, the Sweet 16 at a time or two. But they're always going to be around. You're always going to hear about them for at least probably this decade. Um... However, speaking of Final Fours, let's talk about the Gonzaga. I forgot their... Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Gonzaga will win the NCAA title this year. 
Drew Timmy is returning. He is right now the favorite for player of the year. A great center who struggled in the national championship game. But guess what? That adds just more and more experience to the table. Drew Timmy returning. Um, Gonzaga has the number one recruit in this year's class. Shet Holmgren, a seven-foot center. Doesn't really have the um, uptight um, and body type for the NBA. I don't think he'll really be much of an NBA player. But who knows if I'm right, he'll win the title at Gonzaga. Another great player, Joel Ayayi, is staying. Um, like I just said, championship experience. Um, that is my early pick is that Gonzaga will win the national title. I picked that last year. My way too early Final Four is Gonzaga. Kansas, who added transfer Remy Martin from Arizona State, who is one of the best players. Is it Arizona? You, yes, Arizona State. I got Arizona State and USC mixed up. I am sorry. Like I said, I stayed up late last night listening to those two um, music projects. Um, Remy Martin going to Kansas, that's a big pickup. And two off-the-wall ones. Um, I believe they were number 12 in the ape in a way-too-early AP poll. I like to pick two like powerhouses, a middle team, and then a Cinderella. Like um, last year, you had Gonzaga and Baylor, two powerhouses, Houston, which is kind of the middle, and then obviously UCLA is a blue, a kind of a blue blood. But last year they were 11 seed; they're kind of the Cinderella. Um, Maryland is my middle team, and Saint Bonaventure is my Cinderella team. Um, why should you trust me? Here's why you should trust me. I'm not going to brag too much. I picked um, in my um, preseason Final Four and championship predictions last season for college basketball. I had Gonzaga and Baylor making it to the championship. And I had Houston in my Final Four at that time as a sixth seed. So please give me a chance. At least You don't have to trust me, but at least give me a chance on this. Um, two of these teams should be right. I did pick Gonzaga to beat Baylor, but it's okay. I still picked them to be there. Um, picks for tonight, NBA. I got the 76ers taking a 2-1 lead over the Hawks. Like I said, the Hawks played a great um, a great couple games, but they're not going to win the series. Joel Embiid, uh, MVP candidate. Ben Simmons, one of the best point guards in the NBA, and a great third option in Tobias Harris, along with great real players like Shake Milton and, um, uh, you know, Borderline starters like Seth Curry, who had a big game in game two. Um, I'm going to go Denver. I don't see Denver going down 3-0. Like, I mean, I guess that could happen. I don't really see Denver going down 3-0. That'd be, that'd be kind of weird. Um, I take, I ha, um, I think Denver will take these two couple games right here. Um, they'll at least make it. They'll at least win one before uh, Phoenix wins three. So they're going to win game three tonight. So Sixers and Nuggets tonight are my picks for tonight. And that is all for today, folks. The Bucks take down the Nets. The Jazz get a big game two win over the Clippers. College football potentially potentially moving to a 12-team playoff format. Marcus Sasser returning to Houston. And my way-too-early college basketball predictions. Thank you all for watching today. It has been Ian Farmer. This is the countdown. I will miss you guys this weekend, but I will see you all first thing Monday morning. I love you, and I will see you later. Peace. Welcome back to the countdown. It is a Monday 
morning. Actually, I should say afternoon because it's 2 o'clock. I'm sorry for being late. Um, officially in full training um, for my boxing match, which is now officially happening on July 10th. More details to come on that. But, um, yeah, Evan, you're getting killed, man. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, there's been some news, some sports content to talk about today. The Suns are the first team to advance to the conference finals. The Bucks tie the series back up with the Nets, which obviously I predicted. The Sixers are continuing to win. Um, Le'Veon Bell comments, has some comments to say about Andy Reid. And, uh, the Utah, the, not the Utah, man. YouTube versus TikTokers boxing event. There's some controversy I want to talk about today. So, let's hop right into it right now. Um, the Suns advanced to the conference finals. I want to congratulate the Phoenix Suns on making their first conference final since who knows when. Shout out to my boy. He's a YouTuber. I have been subscribed to him since he was at 300K. That YouTuber is Browatis. Please go subscribe to him. Um, the Denver Nuggets were swept. Nobody thought or predicted that that would happen. That is Jamal Murray's absence. You see the Toronto Raptors last season. Okay? They went on like a 17-game win streak. They were unstoppable. And they get in the bubble and they face the second round. I mean, this is after like the COVID and the hiatus and all that. Plenty of time to train. Obviously, you know, the world was a little bit weird. But time to train and rest. And they get to the second round and they get to the playoffs. And they lose to the Celtics. And um, if they had Kawhi Leonard, that would never happen. Um, Jamal Murray's not Kawhi Leonard. But you, um, the Nuggets definitely needed their second option. Michael Porter Jr. did a... Um, uh, was exceptional through most of this postseason, but he's he's a three. He's not a two yet. He doesn't have the skill to be a two yet. He's a three, and um, the playoffs are just different. Are just different in the regular season, and the Nuggets definitely missed Jamal Murray. Um, Chris Paul played great, um, but people were overreacting to Chris Paul. Okay, thirty-seven points and seven assists. That's a great game. That's a great game. Good job, Chris Paul. This is not This is not against Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. But people are going out saying, oh, he should have won MVP or her. he should have got some votes for MVP. Um, he should have been an all-star starter. This man averaged 16 points per game. You know who averaged 16 points per game this season? Rookie. And he's on... He's on that's it's my favorite player. He's on my favorite team. He's gonna win rookie of the year. Lamelo Ball averaged sixteen points per game. Tyler Hero averaged sixteen points per game. R.J. Barrett averaged sixteen points per game. The nine assists is great, but you're also on a championship contender. Um, people are definitely overreacting to Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. This is no disrespect to Chris Paul. Is he a top five point guard of all time? No. Magic, Steph, Isaiah, Oscar, Jerry. I mean, I'm not trying to be a Chris Paul hater, but I mean, Steve Nash. I mean, that seven second offense, seven second or less offense. I mean, you got to consider Steve Nash there too. Um, and Gary Payton. But outside of that, um, good game, Chris Paul. Congratulations. 
I hope the Booker-led Suns. No, don't get me wrong. Chris Paul's leadership is great, but leadership isn't all that matters in this league. The book, the Devin Booker-led Suns, on making the conference finals. I would like to congratulate you. Um, the Jokic ejection wasn't right. I don't even want to get into that. It wasn't that hard of a foul. Um, the ref definitely overreacted there. He might even get suspended for such a bad call. Um, the the Nuggets definitely have to make moves in the off season. There's no doubt that Denver has to make some moves in the off season. I mean Jamal Murray. Now I said they're missing the absence of Jamal Murray. That doesn't mean they're winning the series. They you know they got swept. Jamal Murray's taking it to like six. Um, they definitely need to make some moves in the off season. Paul Millsap's old. Um, who else is there? I mean the Capazzo dude. Um, he's actually a really good floor general. You can see the way he brings the ball to the floor. But you need more than that on a team, especially if you want to win a championship. So, yeah, that's my take on the Suns and the Nuggets. But congrats to the Suns. Um, the Bucks tie up the Nets series. It is now 2-2. Two to two. Um, In Game 4, Giannis had 34 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, Milwaukee knew what they had to do. They had to come in. Um, Giannis obviously had a lot of pressure. Chris Middleton had really... Just as much pressure, if not more pressure, after um, playing um, awful in the first two games in Brooklyn. Um, other Bucks players proved themselves in Game Four. Um, you know, Chris Middleton had 19, Holiday had 14, Tucker had 13, Forbes had 10 points. Um, they all contributed um, at home in Milwaukee. Now, Game Five, we're gonna have to see because they're back in Brooklyn Barclays Center. Obviously, a um, a not a great environment for an away team to go and play there. Like, I mean, there's not riots or anything, as far as I know. But obviously, it's loud and it's hard to play, especially for younger players that we saw in the bubble last season. Um, the home key advantage is definitely key in this series, as we're seeing right now. Um, but game five is a must for the Nets because I don't think they're winning in Milwaukee, honestly. Uh, game five is Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern time. I cannot wait for that game. That is going to be one for the ages. Many people say game five is the most important game in the series. And, well, whatever you say, I believe this is the best series of the playoffs so far. And, well, look, it's game five. Let's go. Let's do this, baby. Game five is Tuesday. Um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia has really proven their superiority. Um, this take could literally be wrong in like six hours, eight hours, but I think they still win in five. Hawks got game one. Good for them. Um, first game in Atlanta, the 76ers just played amazing. Uh, Embiid is the real deal. He got injured. I know he would have probably won MVP if he didn't get injured. Which you know how I think about that. I think Jokic would have still made a run for it. And it would have been very, very, very close. But the 76ers um, are proving they're going to beat the Hawks. They will beat the Hawks. And yeah, not much more on that. Except game fours tonight. At, I think 7.30 Eastern. Le'Veon Bell. Here we go. I hate talking about this. But the fact of the matter is it's common in sports. And, well, it kind of needs to be addressed, I suppose. Um, he made made comments about Andy Reid about um, how um, he'll never play for Andy Reid again or something like that, but he enjoyed his time with the Chiefs. Um, that That's over playing time. He didn't play in the Super Bowl. That's over him not playing. 
especially after the running back got injured. That's over him not playing. Um, but like I said, it's common in sports. Um, I think the Chiefs are actually glad to get rid of Le'Veon Bell. Well, that just happened. Thank you, Alexa, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, special guest on the podcast today, I suppose, on the countdown. Um, but Le'Veon Bell, I think the Chiefs are glad to get rid of Le'Veon Bell. And that's no disrespect to Le'Veon Bell, but he went, he um, he had his he had his uh, good years in the in Pittsburgh, and then went um, to New York. And despite the offensive line, he struggled so bad. Um, I know fantasy doesn't really matter that much, or you know, you know what I mean. But he was like not. I had him on my team. He was like nineteenth ranked. Uh, one of the reasons I didn't win that year, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> Okay, last topic. This is a quick podcast. Wow. I got a haircut. I got to leave in like 15 minutes to go get a haircut. I'm not rushing it because I love you guys, but um, my phone's also on 2%, so uh, there's just not a whole lot to talk about, I don't guess. Everything that happened on like Saturday or like Friday evening like is already like refreshed. Like the games, the next game already happened yesterday, so like just yesterday. There's no reason to talk about things, something that happened on Friday evening or Saturday. Um, a Nissan Gib. Okay, I'm a big YouTube boxing fan. I'm a big KSI fan. I'm not going to get into that. A Nissan Gib landed 47 punches and 38 of them were power punches. Taylor Holder landed 21 and 16 of them were power punches. I actually think if, if Gib goes to the court appeal, they will overturn it. The judges scoring. This is so weird. 49 to 46, 49 to 46, 50 to 46. Nobody scored it even. 3 is an odd number. Somebody won the fight and it was obviously Gibb. Um they called it a draw, but I honestly don't even know if that's actually what they ruled it cuz that just doesn't make any sense. The judges had someone winning and even if it was a draw, the stats I just gave you Gibb obviously won the fight. I have no more to talk about that either. I mean, it was rigged. It's rigged. Not everything's rigged, but Taylor Holder, Bryce Hall, take a look at those men. Take a look at those men. Um, I'm talking to uh, whoever's in control of all this. Please. Look into this. Just look into it, okay? This is just so weird. I don't know how Gibb did not win. But, yeah, that's it for the countdown. Weird day. Great day outside. I'm going to go get a haircut here in a minute. Um, but thank you all for listening. As always, I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Um, I hope you enjoyed today. And I hope you enjoy it every day. Episode 13 of the countdown. Hold on. Before I go, i got to make my picks. What am I doing? Um, I'm going to take the 76ers. Like I said, I think they're going to win at five. And I'll take the Clippers to tie up the series tonight. Clippers and Jazz will be the big topic tomorrow. I promise I didn't talk about that. I didn't talk about that today, but I promise I will talk about that a lot more tomorrow. However, I love you guys, and I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Peace.